watching habits of watching things that are smaller that I should have seen a long time ago, and that's kind of all I did this past week. And so I checked out a movie that you brought to my attention, and I think was it Baby Assassins? It was <laughs> it was Baby Assassins <laughs> Two Babies. No, um, nice. It was uh, it's a movie that you basically told me like this is directly in your lane. Uh, it's a movie called mm -hmm. Coherence from 2017 yes. or something like that. Um, it's on Prime. And I don't know what my holdup was about it because it kept showing it. It obviously knew, like, you're going to like this. So, like, it kept popping. <laughs> like, for the years, algorithm knew. it's been popping up. Yeah. And I'm just like, I think it was, I saw the first couple seconds of the trailer and I'm like, oh, it looks really cheap. And it is. Yeah. Yes. But that's part of the beauty of this movie, which is this really small and you might have talked about this on Tuned In at some point, but it's this really small indie sci-fi, like multiversal movie kind of thing that's just really awesome. Like, I don't know what else yeah. to say about it except for it's it's about eight people, friends, who are having uh, like a house party one night and it happens to be the same night that a comet is going overhead and said comet does funky things with reality. And yes. every time this movie gets to a point where I'm like, oh, this could be really stupid, it just like isn't. And I don't know what the math is on yeah. that, but I'm like, this movie should be dog shit, like ridiculously stupid. And I was just, I was watching my roommate came in like 20 minutes in and he's like, what's this film about? I gave him the rundown. And then he just sat down and watched the whole thing with me. He's like, what the fuck? And we were both like, <laughs> nice. I was like, when it ended... I said to him, I'm like, is this one of my favorite movies? Like, this movie rocks. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's so weird because it's like, I, I feel like as I remember it, it's just the script itself is so firm and like yeah. tight on its world that like anything else around it is kind of like forgivable because you're like, but it still makes sense and I'm still in it and I'm still with it. Yeah. You know, totally. Um, so like the the lower production budget just kind of doesn't matter. Exactly. You know. And I actually thought like this is the perfect case study for like give somebody a million dollars and no stars and like just yeah. have a good script and a good like vision of what you want. And you can get something awesome out of one location. It's a house. That's all it is. And yeah. it's lit really poorly. So you're just like, okay, great. Like <laughs> the whole thing is very, very standard. And yet it's one of the my favorite things I've watched this year. I loved it. I thought yeah. it was great. Um, not a perfect movie, but so much more. Like this is that that this is that thing I'm missing. I always talk about Morehead and Benson. I'm like, this is yeah. the stuff I miss. Like stuff that's just cheap. You get one every four months and it's just highly watchable 90 minute sci-fi drama. Yeah. You know? It's just gonna and it Gotta just works. Loop you in yeah. And you're good with it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Shout out uh, my brother in law, John, for recommending this one. Yeah. Shout um, out. My God. Yeah. You know, it's what a, what a find. <laughs> it's, re it's really good. And I love the poster they put up on uh, on on Letterboxd. Yeah. Really, really cool. So, coherent pieces. Yeah. It's on Prime. Awesome. Really awesome. Awesome. Uh, speaking of things on Prime, mm. I won't say much about this, but I've been watching Gen V. Ah. How, um, how many episodes? I'm so I raked a bunch of leaves yesterday and uh -huh. it made my whole body hurt. So I just kind of laid on the couch <laughs> and watched Gen Z. So I want to say I'm like six or seven episodes oh, in. Okay. I'm so almost done with it. Yeah. 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 I, I'll say six. Yeah. Um, it's better than the first episode. Okay, cool. 
Cool. Um, That's what everyone says. It, yeah. it does. It, 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 it like once you get into the momentum, it does kind of. It, it, it's got a good story. The characters are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really interesting. It. I'll put it like this. It is trying to have conversations about really interesting things. And it's in a unique position to have these conversations in that, like, it can give whatever powers to anyone. And it's kind of like the conflicts that are happening are all based around the embodiment mm. of these powers. Yeah. And things like that. So, right. Sort of. Um, that's an oversimplification. But the thing is, like, its incessant need to be graphic yeah. is so unnecessary. Like, there's so many things that are like, here's, like, uber violence because this is a spinoff of The Boys. Because it's The Boys. And I'm universe, like, if yeah. they just let it go, I'm like, none of, I roll my eyes every time it happens now because I'm like, it's never pertinent to the story. Right. You know, um, like, yeah, it's, I'm like, just thinking back, there's like a fight scenes where they're like ripping people in half. And I'm like, it's like the effort you're going through for these effects is not worth what you're getting out of the fight scene. Right. You know what I mean? So it's, I I don't know. I'm, I'm into it. I'm going to finish it. Um, I'm certainly more into it than I was with like Ashoka or something like that. Um, but it's. It's fine. I just wish it like wasn't beholden to the graphic violence and the uh it's weird because I want to say like the the nudity, but there's really not a lot of nudity. No, there was some in the first episode, but it's yeah. not a ton of nudity. It's just like very like here it is. I'm like there it is. Like look yeah. at it. And you're like, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's um I don't know. It's interesting. Um yeah. it's a good lazy watch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and I guess I, at least I'll be caught up with the boys. The boys season four. <laughs> it comes. Yeah. Whenever that happens. Yeah. I mean, they are doing the promo posters now. So I'm like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We're starting to get to it. I mean, yeah, it, like I feel like it can't be that far off. I feel like Gen V, they're trying, they're doing like trying to do the alternate seasons kind of thing. hundred percent. Um, yeah. Which, I'm which like, all right. Yeah. Okay. Did you want to roll into something else after that? or did you- no, no, go for it. What gotcha, do you got? gotcha. I, I guess along with what I said before with just like movies I should have watched that are smaller that I either thought I had watched or just hadn't. I watched Matchstick Men for the first time. I thought I had seen oh this. Oh my God, you've never seen Matchstick Men? I thought I did, which is why I was like, well, I've seen that. We're good. And then I'm like, wait a minute, have I seen this? And I started watching it. I'm like, I've definitely never seen this movie before. Um, which is the Ridley Scott movie starring Nick yes. Cage and uh, Sam Rockwell and Alice This Loman. arguably should be in my top four on Letterboxd. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. Dude, it's it, I love Ridley Scott because he does everything. Like he literally yeah. goes from the biggest possible scope down to like two schmucks just pulling yeah. cons on people. Like the, it it is yeah. insane that this guy is as prolific as he is because Matchstick Men is about two matchstick men or con men or fraudsters or scam artists or whatever played by uh Nick Cage and Sam Rockwell who um are running cons on people until one day Nick Cage's estranged daughter that he didn't necessarily know about comes back into his life played by Alison Lohman who in no way shape or form is 14 years old in that movie yeah. but like I, I totally it's fine you know it is what it is um <laughs> and then it becomes this like classic Nick Cage 
overwhelmed, doesn't know how to deal with this situation, family drama mixed in with like a a crime movie. Yeah. And it's just like when he does this, he being Ridley, when he does stuff like this and Thelma and Louise, like I, I love I love this stuff. I've never yeah. seen The Counselor. I now really want to see The Counselor because it's just like his small stuff is so engaging, maybe even more than his Blade Runner stuff. And I'm just yeah. like, ooh, if Ridley could just go small scale again, like I'm, I, I miss that because I thought this was really, really great. Not like well, the greatest film, but I'm like, I, it's just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think that's, man. that's one of the things is like all of Ridley Scott's characters can be drilled down to this like minute detail, yes. you know, and this like, you know, like his, uh, Nick Cage's, uh, what's it, what's the character's name in this? Um, uh, Roy's name. Yeah. 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 Roy in this, like his like idiosyncrasies and his OCD and all of his little things are, it's like so granular Yeah, and the same with Sam Rockwell. And I feel like all of his characters in everything have that like granularity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Maximus has that, but because of the scope of the rest of the movie, we don't get to spend as much time on it. Right. Whereas when you take away a lot of the larger scope, he's like, oh, okay. Like I don't have to film like a fight scene here or I don't have to have a, you know, space battle. Uh, yeah. The space battle. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I can just focus on like the relationship between these characters. And I think it's just, it's excellent across the board. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, match pygmies, man. It, like one of my yeah. favorite. I, I say pygmies all the time when I get fl <laughs> flustered. Yeah, it's it's a really good observation because you're totally right. Even his big movies like Alien, it's like it's not a big movie. That movie is tiny. It's about one person. It's about yeah. a crew, but it's about Ripley. And it's like it. And then her intricacies and nuances of that character and performance is you know, a big reason why that movie works. And same thing with Gladiator, Gladiator, Black Hawk Down. Like, it's about, like, four dudes stuck yeah. in an area. Like, it's it's I in mean, a war the zone. The Martian? Yeah. Like, yeah. Is that just his jam? I'm really curious about Napoleon now because I'm like, you know, The Last Duel, House of Gucci. Like, it's about yeah. three people. And it's like, but it's just, yeah, that's really interesting. So anyway, Matchstick Men is great, obviously. I mean, yes. <laughs> One of my favorite. I'm putting that in my top four right now. Nice, nice, nice. Um, yeah. What happened to Allison Loman, man? I don't. I think she's. Great. She was huge for a hot minute there. I remember post uh, Matchstick Men. Yeah. She was like the big name because everyone was flipping out about about her uh, her role there. And then I don't know. She did a handful of things, but I haven't seen much. Yeah. She she's great though. So um, and Sam Rockwell can't get better. The dude. Yeah. He's so good. Are you really putting it in your top four right now? I am. Well, nice. I'm also I'm looking at uh, Allison Lohman's IMDb, and mm. I'm like, she hasn't done anything since 2016, so maybe mm. she retired. Interesting. Uh, I will say also, um, I don't know. I don't have a connection here, but uh, I watched um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, that was my Saturday morning movie. It's a great one. Um, yeah, I was kind of like, I don't really want anything really heavy right now. I want just something kind of fun. And I kind of just bummed around and like, you know, found it. And this movie's great. Yeah. Like this movie is completely solid. Um, yeah. You know, the the four voice actors who played the Turtles are 
incredible. Like the Loved standouts them. for sure. Yeah. Um, I kept being like, I must know who these guys are. Like this, there's no way this is like, you know, some unknowns doing these voices, but it seems to be. Um, yeah. And like, just it's, it's interesting. I kept being like, oh man, it's like so beautiful. So, and like beautiful is not the word for this, you know, because like the animation is incredible, but it's not beautiful. It's like, it's painterly kind of, I don't, I don't have the word. Yeah. It's like, it's cool. It's like teenage. It's almost, it, ugly. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's all feels like the sketches that you made in the back of your notebook in high school, you know, um, which I think is like an incredible thing to like have the animation dictate or be dictated by the, um, by the story or by the themes, you know, yeah. which is, is pretty great. Um, I will say also, as I was watching it, it really reminded me of the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, like console game, mm. the mm. the two D scroller. I don't know yeah. if you ever played that, but like, yeah, like when um, Super, and maybe it's just because Superfly was a villain in that, but like when Superfly, without giving anything spoilers, when Superfly reaches his second stage, yeah, and they're like running around, I'm like, this is a game. Like, I feel like yeah. I'm playing a game right here, but in no way do I want to, like, control any of the characters. I just want to It just felt it. like a really, really long cinematic that I was 100% into. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of game stuff, you're like, yeah, okay, like, can I just take control now? But, like, so good. And, I mean, I remember you saying that uh, it was one of those things that they had just been like, yeah, it takes as much time as you need. Yeah. Um, and I think that shows. Um, this is, you know, I don't know how high but this is high on my list of uh favorite movies of the year yeah. you know from 2023 yeah um and just like so good I, I i mean i was a huge turtles fan when i was a kid and it's yeah. just like this felt the most organic the this felt like the best representation of the turtles i've seen since you know, like the live action ones back in the 90s. Yeah. Oh, They've yeah. They've kind of been just like adrift for a little while. I know. Like the, the Michael Bay, Platinum Dunes, yeah, TMNT. Yeah, there like, was like that the was... TMNT one that was like really intense um, and like oddly dark. Yeah. Um, there was, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I guess I can't say the live action ones, but yeah, because. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess technically. Yeah. Technically, I guess uh, the Michael Bay-esque one was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sort of. I Live think Megan Fox but, was in that. <laughs> yeah. 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 As April O'Neil. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's crazy. And another thing that I'm like really cool to see a film that's like embracing technology and cell phones. Cause I know we've seen a lot of things that's like, oh, yeah, people don't make movies with cell phones anymore. Cause any question is just answered. Right. You know, um, right. With a phone. And I'm like, that's just, that's an excuse. Like this movie's great and everybody has a phone in it. The turtles have a phone. And I kept being like, who's paying their payment plan? Right. You How can... do they sign up for a phone? Right. Do they have internet? How do they sign up for internet? Right, right. <laughs> it's so true. Dude, and also I just gotta say, the voice acting across the board, like yeah. you go through the list, everyone's actually putting work in. Like yeah. from the smallest role to the biggest, I'm like, this is real deal shit. And I appreciated it so much having like, it's like the dichotomy between this and like the Super Mario Bros movie movie. It's like yeah. two studio, massive studio products that probably cost a hundred million plus to make, but they're completely different in their execution. And they both work for what it's worth. 
But yeah. there's something about the Ninja Turtles movie that it just feels a little bit more like there was so much more love and care put into it. And it wasn't made to just be like, this is going, because I don't think it did very well either. Yeah. Like, this is going to make a billion dollars. It's like, no, this is yeah. just a, a solid movie about Ninja Turtles. And, and I get I get the feeling that Paramount is kind of like Ninja yeah. Turtles, sure. Right. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, to the voice acting, like incredible across the board. I think the only two I could really peg were Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. But like <laughs> Seth Rogen is like, well, yeah. That's exactly how Bebop sounds. Like, of course, yeah. that's how it sounds. Exactly. You know, and Paul Rudd is Paul Rudd. Like, he's still, you know, and it's Mondo Gecko. So, like, yeah. <laughs> whatever. But um, even down to, like, Jackie Chan. I feel like Jackie Chan doesn't get, like, accents. Like, him in um, yeah. um, uh, Kung Fu Panda is, like, that's yeah. just Jackie Chan. It's just Chan. Jackie Chan. You know, but this is, like, there's real actual, like, cadence work going on there. And, like. Fuck yeah. Like, give me more Jackie Chan as, as fucking Master Splinter. So good. So good. Just so brilliant. Um, and I love that they learned how to do uh, Kung Fu off of the internet. Right. Because 2023, that's what would happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. So good. I'm glad you glad watched it. I, watched I knew it. you were going to watch yeah. it at some point, but I'm glad you did yeah. see it. Um, just a quality. Good, good year for animated films too, man. Like, what the yeah. hell is going on this year? We'll, we'll talk about that in a future episode, but yes. um, speaking of animated films, I went and I saw essentially what is an animated film. I went and saw the Marvels on Saturday Ooh. night, uh, or Saturday day, actually. And yes, um, I didn't go in with any expectation because I really had no idea what to think of this other than it's going to be a Marvel movie. And while I didn't think that this was horrendous and i definitely laughed a lot throughout like this is one of the mm -hmm. funnier movies and i love to see amon Vellani as Kamala Khan. like it's it's real. like the three leads in this like this is about uh the three marvels monica rambo yeah uh, brie larson's captain marvel and then miss marvel and um and their chemistry really works the thing is is like there's no surprise in this movie at all because you know exactly yeah. Like, the plot structure is verbatim every other Marvel movie. Like, there's nothing yeah. different about it. And it by the end of this movie, I was kind of just like, one, it's only an hour 40. So I was like, we're in, we're out, sick. Like, it yeah. flew by. But I was like, man, I don't think I'll be able to recall a single thing that happened in this movie mm. because of the fact that everything is part of this formula. And... Even if this movie was a 10 out of 10, I still think I would come out of it being like, man, I just, I just am done. Like, and I've, this is, again, I've never missed a Marvel movie in theaters. So it's kind of like a force yeah. of habit at this point. But I'm like, I really just spent two hours in a the theater watching another one of these. Like, it's the same yeah. as Quantumania. It's the same as Wakanda Forever and Multiverse. Like, it's the same movie. And, um, you know, it's, it's a bummer that all of these filmmakers who are really talented now are getting, kind of hung up with these movies it's like yeah get sam raimi and i like peyton reed for what it's worth and obviously like taika and like naya da costa who did this and destin yeah. cretton and chloe Zhao. and it's like Ryan you're Kugler, getting yeah. sad and grind Coogler. it's like you're getting saddled with a sinking ship that you cannot possibly correct and yeah. so no matter what happens with the marvels i'm like it's it's gonna be seen as a failure it's fun but it's also just another marvel movie yeah. Nothing to write home about at all. Um, yeah. And I do think, I mean, we, we talked about this on Thursday, but I do think also like, you know, there is a level to which this is, I think the last property 
to come out before yeah. what is bound to be a shakeup. Yes. You know, I think even just a couple of days ago, they were Disney's moving all kinds of stuff all over the map. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think that I, I, you know, we've talked at length last week about it, but it's, it's, I don't know. We'll see. We will see. Um, yeah. Overall though. So if you take away all the baggage though, like, yeah, what, what do you, did you like it? Was it like, I liked, give me, give I me liked, like the two word answer. <laughs> I liked parts one sentence of it. Enter. I liked parts of okay. it, but the, so much of it didn't work that I was mm-hmm. just like, just give me these three people just riffing. Cause that's the best part of the movie is when you just have the three Marvels just hanging out yeah. and learning about each other and switching powers. And it's like, that shit's fun. I had a lot yeah. of fun with that and it didn't feel like the stakes were super high. Which not for nothing is also the best part of No Way Home. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, it becomes unwieldy and the stakes get high and you're just like, who gives a shit? Like, I don't even know this villain. Like, who cares? Like, so, yeah, I'll be interested what you think after you see it on Disney Plus. But I'm like, yeah, man, I just. Yeah. I don't see how any of these future movies are going to do well. (laughs) Um. I guess I'll make the the wild transition here. Um, I watched The Killer. You did. You did watch um, The Killer. I knew this was coming. Fincher's newest. Um, watched it on Friday night, which why which is why I was like, I can't do like a heavy movie first thing Saturday morning. Because uh, you watched The Killer. <laughs> because I watched The Killer, which is like not heavy, but not light. Um, it's brutal. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, but I mean, I am all about this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really liked it. I will say, well, I won't say that. Um, I'll loop back around to it. Okay. Uh, I really liked it. Um, I think there's so much going on. And I remember you saying this in your review, like there's so much going on that's speaking beyond just like the plot of this movie. Oh yeah. Um, this is a commentary from David Fincher. That's like, you know, I mean, it's it's what every review is saying is like, oh, yes, here's the guy that directed Fight Club trying to figure out how to be the guy that directed Fight Club. Yeah. Um, but like Michael Fassbender's incredible in this. Yeah. Um, it's so, I, I want to say subtle. Yeah. Even when it's going full force, it's still like not like, I'll put, I'll phrase it this way. The mood and the style and the execution are more, reserved as is kind of what happens when you get older yes. I think, where mm-hmm. it's like he's not like a young like fight club directing at director anymore he's like an older guy who's like still wants to do the same kind of theme and is working with these same kind of themes but is older and is talking about an older character and i think understands that better than he has in the past so yeah um not that he's like you know been making shitty movies about old people or anything like that. <laughs> sure, but, sure. Um I'll put it like this. Um it feels like him playing with all of his different all the tools in his toolkit. Chess. Yes. Definitely. Like there are so many different things that are reflective of different talents that he has. Yeah. You know, there's the scene with Tilda Swinton, mm-hmm. which is the classic David Fincher, two people sitting at a table 
talking back and forth and it's wildly like stressful and et cetera. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the whole fight scene with the, yeah, um, the big the guy in Florida, the big yeah. guy in Florida. That's like, you know, an entirely different movie, you know, like entirely different people. And it's, it's crazy just to watch him kind of thread all these different needles that he's learned over his career um, and right. package them all into one, one thing, you know? Um, yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. It's a great fucking movie. It's a great um, movie. <laughs> I will say I split with Jess on it. Jess was not a big fan. Uh, sure. Um, yeah. But um, without disparaging my wife, I'm like, <laughs> I think it requires a level of deeper examination than an average movie. Um, oh, yeah. This that, is not your popcorn blockbuster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a whole lot. I mean, I said it at the top of this, but like there's a whole lot going on in this that is just not surface level. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that my wife only sees surface level stuff for sure films because that's totally not true. But like, I don't think she was expecting to have to like dig on it. Yeah. You know, or dig, dig for the, the stuff. For sure. And it also like requires, it doesn't require, but like the reason that I was so like enraptured by the whole th experience the first time is because I've seen every Fincher movie. Like I, mm -hmm. I'm, I like fight club and Zodiac and seven. I mean like fight club and seven really are like two of my favorite movies ever. And it's like, yeah, like he's playing with the same themes in this movie, but in a completely different way, like consumerism, like perfectionism, like yeah. process. And it's like, but it's about a dude who's fucking up and it's like, it's the complete opposite thing. And it's yeah. just, and for Fincher, who's like a perfectionist, like obsessive perfection, it's like he's riffing on himself. And it's just like it's it, it takes so much more like you can enjoy the film as like on surface value. But if you know about Fincher and, you, and you've seen all of his yeah. work and like his work, I mean, this movie hits so many different tiers of like, whoa. I mean, like there's <laughs> there's hints of the social network. There's hints of yeah. girl with a dragon tattoo. Yeah. Like, I don't know Gone why girl. that's the one that I I touched. I like had a cornerstone of the most as I kept being like, yeah, this feels like girl with a dragon tattoo, which is a movie I haven't seen more than once or thought about in several years. Right. Um, and I was like, Oh my God. And that may have been the score a little bit, but like there's still like a, uh, an intensity there. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting to me. I have Fincher's, uh, IMDb up in front of me and he doesn't really have a go-to cast no i mean he's got a no. few with brad pitt but like beyond That's that it. you know i mean his leads are like brad pitt ben affleck uh jesse eisenberg daniel craig gary oldman like gary oldman jody foster ed norton ed norton yeah it's crazy yeah yeah i am I, like it's weird because this movie in all of its predicted like for how long this movie has been coming not what I expected, but I am so glad that it exists and that I watched it. 